Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. You all, today you're in for a treat. I have Tyson Sharp all the way from Australia, an emotional fitness coach that really talks about how we can mindfully work with our emotions and how our emotions can be used to help us expand, to increase our consciousness, and to live a life free of fears and doubts, and to step into what we were created to do. Tune in for this amazing episode. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, mind soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence, freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We talk all things soulful or spirit-led, mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. I am so excited because today I have Tyson Sharp, an emotional fitness coach, all the way from Australia, my number one place I want to go. I'm super excited. Welcome, 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 Tyson. Hello, Thank you. Hello. Always welcome. Always welcome down here. Maybe when the uh, maybe when flights kick back up, you can uh, you can come down and visit. I know. I'm super excited. So let me tell you all a little bit about his amazing work. So Tyson says, if you've ever felt as though you need to achieve to feel worthy of love. Your growth may not come from another business strategy, but a shift in consciousness. Tyson has coached hundreds of online business owners, helping them transcend their patterns of fear, doubt, and frustration so they can build a more conscious business as an extension of their personal awakening. Awesome. He does this by connecting ancient wisdom, Eastern philosophies, and Western psychology with a modern day business building. He is the creator of the online community, Connect, Contribute, Collaborate, and is also the host of the Awaken Your Business podcast. He believes that when you build a business from flow, creativity, and love, the universe will gift you opportunities that mirror the inner peace you feel. If you are ready to take your heart sleep and create a meaningful difference, Tyson's superpower is helping you develop your wings to fly. We're so happy to have Tyson here. He's an emotional fitness coach. So... Tell us a little bit more about you. Wow. I mean, what do you want to know? Do you want me to jump in for my story of how I got into this and, uh, and what brings us onto this podcast? Sure. That works. Awesome. So uh, it's been an interesting journey and, uh, and it's, it's one that it's one that's delves into a lot of lessons and a lot of my own spiritual awakening. Cause I finished university and after six years of studying, you know, psychology and all areas of psychology. I had no clue what I wanted to do. And I, I described myself as a, as a lost little puppy with, uh, with basically the world out there and no clue of where to go next. And uh, where that ended me was a trip to Canada. I jumped over to Canada for two years 
and I gave myself the story that it was my traveling phase, right? You, you, it's like, oh yeah, I give myself permission That's to do true. that. Um, but basically at some level I knew I was running, I was running from something. I was running from making that big, bold decision of what I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted to contribute to the world. And I'm sure many people can resonate with this because a lot of people would ask me, what do you want to do with your psychology degree? What do you want to do with your education? And I'd have like this, this pit in my stomach, just this fear would come up and this, this doubt and this, uh, this, this, this sort of feeling like I'm not contributing, I'm not growing the way I should or the way that I, I'm meant to. And that really led me to uh, getting into personal development. When I got into personal development, I was basically uh, living in Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Shout out to, to everyone there and TDOT. And, Shout out to all the Canadians. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was living in a room, literally a room, it was about eight foot by about 16 foot. And it was, I didn't have a lounge room. I didn't have, uh, you know, didn't have a closet, didn't have many things. Um, all I had was a bed. I had a toaster oven and I had a mini fridge. And the, my biggest challenge back then was stopping the mice in the walls, scratching holes through to my room. Oh, I, would, wow. I would literally go to my job where I'd work as a dishwasher in the local Mexican restaurant. And then I'd come home and patch the holes up where, where all the, uh, the mice had, had scratched holes. And uh, that was my life. And then I started looking around thinking, okay, there's probably more to, more to life than this and more to my potential um, that, I could, uh, that I could do. And a big, big shift for me was when even while traveling and I was a poor traveling Australian, I basically invested half of everything I had in the bank and jumped into my first online coaching program where I was, oh uh, I was learning. Yeah, I basically learned all the tactics, tools, strategies from people like Tony Robbins and all of the, all of the gurus on, on long-term change. And I fell in love with the art of coaching. I had moved over to Banff where I was living in the Rockies, beautiful Rockies. And I was like trapped in my room, studying this content and watching interventions and like bawling my eyes out. It was just hitting me so emotionally. And okay. Okay. I have to me. ask you a question. I have to ask yeah, you a question. You said that you took half of your money at that time and invested it in this program. What part of you either allowed yourself or encouraged you to do that? That's so bold. I love it. Well, here's, here's what I was thinking and here's what I was feeling. I had been waiting for a, an opportunity where my passion was going to meet my vocation or my interests we're going to lead me to something that I would like to contribute in the world. I, I love psychology. I love working with the mind. I love understanding human behavior, but I didn't want to work with mental disorders. I didn't want, it wasn't my calling to go down that path. And I had no clue. I actually, while I was in Canada and discovering this, I messaged, uh, I emailed Dr. Phil and asked him, how do you help everyday people do everyday things? Like I just want to help, you know, I just want to work with people who are, who are, you know, struggling in their, in their day-to-day -day thing. I'm still waiting on that reply. That email. I, I admire been, the boldness though. You have yeah. such great boldness. I love <laughs> it. It's been five years. So I'm still checking my inbox every day, trying to, trying to see if there's one from Dr. Phil. Um, but that was my decision. I'm sort of thinking I'm waiting for that opportunity. And then the opportunity pre presented itself. And it was like the universe was testing me saying, okay, do you really want it? You know, do you, do you actually want to make this decision and show yourself that you are more than money mm. and what you're wanting to contribute and how you're wanting to grow is more than your fear. 
because what was coming up was just fear. What was coming up was uh, doubt. You know, what if I lost my job? What if I lost, right. what if I got kicked out of my house? Right. What if I did all this stuff? But that was just fear. And, and it was, it was a big, bold decision to say, you know what, if you can, if you can make this decision, it'll lead the way with how you make decisions, all decisions moving forward. And that was just the, the, uh, that was just the platform of a belief that said who you are is more than money and who you are and what you do in the world is more than your fear. And that was really where it, where it set off. Wow. Um, and I, and I hear in that moment that you knew that it was pivotal, right? Was, like, yeah. like what, what a part about you kind of was able to step into that moment though. Like, so many people I, I know are trapped. Like we get, you know, if you've already been out of college, maybe you might be like, I have all these college loans or my parents now think that I'm supposed to have a certain career, like all these pressures. And so even if we take the gap year, that's what we call it in America, the gap year where we go and we travel somewhere, it still is like the expectations, even on top of everything else, I think starts filtering in. So it was like, it was bold to go and do what you did, but even in this pivotal moment, how or what part of you kind of stepped into the scene and said, I'm going to decide to do something different? Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to leverage, right? It all comes down to the internal leverage. Do you have the reasons why? Are you in enough pain to take the leap mm -hmm. or is the leap on the other side and have enough pleasure where you're going to take that leap. Right. And so for me, I was, I learned the difference over there in Canada, the difference between happiness and fulfillment. I was happy consciously day in, day out, you know, snowboarding, meeting new friends and stuff. But when I would sit down and actually think about my life, that's when I felt unfulfilled. I didn't have that mission, that purpose, that drive, that contribution that I was making to the world. And so that pain and that internal uh, you know, the, just the unfulfilled type of, uh, type of feeling in my stomach was, was really just at the point where I'm like, well, something has to change. And I had been learning about personal development and, and I, I know I was recognizing the patterns of how people were hung up by money yes, and by, and, and have this, uh, and have this emotional attachment to money. So it was kind of the it was kind of me jumping into something that I was passionate about, but also me showing myself that you don't have to be attached to this thing called money. You don't have to have this scarcity mindset around money. And it was, it's interesting because I moved back to Melbourne where I'm from and started my own online coaching business because of this experience. And because it, the, the, the art of coaching hit me so emotionally. Um, but with the business building, I found myself hooked again. Right. And so talking about pivotal moments for people listening, where people are in that, in that position of they're stuck in a job or they're, or they're, they don't know right. what to do next, or they're trying to follow, uh, you know, what they're, what they're here to do. Um, this was basically me because I had started my business. I'd gone, gone through a few years and I was doing quite well. I was, ticking off some milestones. I was growing my online community. I was getting my first 10 K months and all those different things. But then all of a sudden I found myself once again, hooked by external circumstances and hooked emotionally by results. And now that's really how, where, how far into the business, like how many years, how much time had passed? Um, 
between kind of that original decision and pivot to go into coaching and now this realization that you were hooked in? Yeah, this was about four years. So four years of, of really, you know, from, from learning about coaching and how to coach to then, and while also learning about business and building a business. So this was like ground zero. This is me just learning from the very base and, it was, it was me just finding my way, um, but finding some success as well. And um, I believe many people can find some success with their, their hard work and hustle if it's in their expansion. This is what I love to explain to people in, in my online Yeah, talk community. a little bit more about in their expansion. Yeah, sure. talk about that. <laughs> so there's different, there's different levels of consciousness. Anyone who studied uh, Michael Beckwith or, or some of the other spiritual teachers knows there's different levels of consciousness. And so what's in your expansion will be very different depending on where you are in that, in that, in that cycle. So there's four levels of consciousness and this will sort of wrap into my story as well. So when I was in Canada, when I was on, on my bed, all I had was like the room with the bed, right? So I was on the bed and I was the victim. Mm-hmm. That was, that's the first mentality. That's the, the first level of consciousness is the victim mentality. It's like where life happens to you, right? right? You, you are the victim of what's happening around you. Now, what can be in your expansion is when you get off of the bed, off of the couch, and you actually start taking action and you are in, it's in your expansion to maybe do some hard work and hustle, right? Maybe to start uh, your own business and to work longer hours, uh, to learn different strategies, to, to gain access to different mentors and coaches and, and, and hard work and hustle your way through some results. Right. I think if you're moving from that level of consciousness, the universe will grant you some, some results because it's saying, okay, your, your expansion, right? This is in your expansion. Um, where I found myself after four years was a shift in consciousness because I was that, I moved from that victim mentality into that achiever mentality. So I was starting to achieve. That's, that's the consciousness level number two. But I was now stuck in the achiever phase where I was achieving hard work hustle, where that was the only option for me. That was the only sort of go-to answer. If I wasn't getting results, hard work and hustle. Just you gotta, it's, it's all about what you do and the right. strategies you use. Right. I found myself getting a lot, of, a lot of results until I wasn't, right? Until I wasn't getting the results because the universe kind of shows you, okay, you were in the achiever now it's time for you to expand once again. So if you find yourself hard work, hustle, and you're not getting results anymore, it may be in your expansion to move from the achiever into the receiver. I think that's a really, I think that's a really crucial point because I feel like a lot of people, I think, especially if you're finding this podcast and even potentially your podcast as well, a lot of them may not be in per se the victim, but they're now stuck in maybe a job they don't like or a place in life. And they're feeling what you felt, which is kind of a blessing that you felt it at that point and could pivot then versus like spending what a lot of people do 10 years in a career, 20 years in a career and wake up. So a lot of people I think are probably waking up after having some level of achievement. I know a lot of my clients are and being like, this is not it. So it's really key that like, that's like a point that we should like really pay attention to. You, you can recognize everyone who's listening. You can recognize when you're stuck in the achiever phase, when you think something needs to happen outside of you for you to feel how you want to internally. Mm. Right. When you think, when you have this underlying story that says, when this happens, I'll be okay. When this happens, I'll be safe. When this happens, I'll be worthy. When this happens, I'll be loved. Right. 
because then we're trying to achieve them and it's, it's judged by what we do. Right. Right. By what we do is who we are or how we feel. And so that's where you can start to find yourself stuck. And that's where I was. I was reaching some success until I wasn't all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, no clients started signing up. And so my income was drying up, but then also some clients, uh, some things that happened in their life where they had to get, uh, refunds. And so I'm always, always flexible with, uh, with, um, things like that because it's more than the money I'm, I'm in coaching for results. Um, but I found myself basically back to like income wise and, and financially back to zero. And I'm like, what's the universe trying to teach me here? You know, cause it, it was just all at once. And I felt that fear come up again, that doubt, that scarcity, that uncertainty. Um, and I had to learn a really, really hard lesson there, but it was a key lesson and it was one in expansion. It was where instead of looking at that and thinking that something bad had happened, I'm like, what's the opportunity here? And I started to recognize and notice that I was now back to unconsciously being hooked by results, being hooked by achievement, thinking money is my security, right? Thinking income and clients and external success in terms of how people view me is attached to my worthiness, attached to my, my ability to be loved. Right. That's the thing I had to look at. And, and you so know, he, it's, it's very easy in society. I mean, I'm, I know, I'm sure Australia is, is, is somewhat like America in the sense that money and capitalism and dollars and usually success is very level two consciousness, very achievement oriented. It's money oriented. It's driven. And so um, a lot of people are, are in that place and society is essentially rewarding it for the most part. Right. And I yeah. feel like what you got was a, a lesson, kind of a, a gift in a way to like further your expansion, like further your evolution in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the same down here, except we trade koalas for income. No, we don't. That would be funny. No, though. don't trade koalas. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. We basically have a feeling of we need to achieve in order to feel enough. Mm-hmm. And that we can talk about more about that uh, next. But basically, what I learned was instead of taking action from that fear, instead of taking action from that place of scarcity and that place of lack where most people are building their business, I decided to actually sit down and look at the side of me that was scared. And that was huge. That was huge. And if you're listening to this and you think that's scary to sit down in silence, that's the exact reason why you need to do it. Exactly. What I decided to do was just do it for six hours in one day and just to see what would come up because I realized what was going to come up uh, was going to also teach me those lessons was going to show the sides of me that I was avoiding by trying to achieve. Right. Now, and, can I, can I ask you a question here? Um, go for it. Because uh, you know, definitely there are people that are listening to that that are now kind of opening up to mindfulness. And I feel like meditation, I feel like if people are watching or listening to this show, then you must at least be curious about them. But for you in this situation, was this a tool that you were already using? Like a lot of people don't look at that as, as a, a lot of people I've noticed, they wait, they think that they need things to be going well, right? So they can sit down and be in a good mood and like, you know, be there in that space, to be able to drop yeah. in, right? Not have their mind, you know, going a mile a minute. You 
some part of you, your soul, whatever, some part of you decided, wow, I need to use this tool to access greater knowledge, the, the expansion levels, um, to really hear what's coming up for me. Like, can you talk a little bit about like what made you choose that and how you knew to do that? Yeah, sure. So, um, first of all, I don't think everyone needs to meditate for six hours. <laughs> like if, if, it, if it feels, if it feels in your expansion, definitely go for right. it. If you're feeling um, called to it, go ahead. But <laughs> yeah, since, since then I've been meditating two hours a day in silence. Um, because of the insights that I received. And, and this is just my path. It's not in everyone's expansion. I don't think it's, I don't think it's beneficial for everyone. Um, you can definitely get some benefits, you know, just as more, just by 20 minutes or whatever it may be. But this is just my path. This is just my experiment. Um, so what I basically did was to answer your question, I had learned through my coaching, through coaching hundreds of, of business owners that we develop these patterns of, needing to feel enough, needing to achieve, right? When we, were, when we were tiny kids, right? Toddlers. Because there's one fear we all have when we're children, when we're growing up as infants, and that is if I'm not loved, I won't, if I'm not loved, I won't survive, right? right? So unconsciously, we ask ourselves the question, who do I need to be and what needs to happen in order for me to achieve that love or at least that approval that to my unconscious mind is my very survival. And you can recognize this because when something happens between and, and some obstacle between you and success occurs, you feel the fight flight response. Right. And why the hell does that make any sense? It makes no sense, but to your unconscious mind, it says, if there's an obstacle between me and success, I might not survive. And why is that? Because the strategy that worked, especially in the Western world, the strategy that worked when you were an infant and you were growing up as a toddler is if I achieve, if I succeed, if I do well, I'll get that approval. I'll get that love, right? That means my very survival. It's unconscious, right? It's unconscious, but it is locked in to, it starts with, you know, walking, Mm-hmm. it Our starts it, it goes yeah then it goes to you did something in in kindergarten right you did something you did you got a report card that was an a you 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 know you you made this soccer team then you uh you know you you did well at this school and you beat this this team and then you got into university and then you got into you know this class and whatever and then you got this job then you got this level of income and now all of a sudden you're still running the patterns of this infant who believes i need to achieve in order to feel enough which means i can be loved which means i can survive right and so that's the pattern i recognized in myself i was posting on on facebook where i do a lot of my content and then just watching the post and hoping it does well and just watching the comments and watching the, uh, you know, all of, all of the engagement. And I recognize, I'm like, man, I am hooked. This is my, this is attached to my worthiness. This is attached to how people view me and my, and my, you know, my ability to feel loved. And that's the side of me I needed to look at because here's what I learned by meditating so often. And that is that 
what's coming up right now in terms of uncomfortable emotions is coming up because it's ready to come out. It's coming up because it's ready to transcend. It's ready to leave. We just have to allow it to leave. But what a lot of people do is they push it down and they, in the form of avoidance, they avoid that emotion or they resist it thinking it's wrong, thinking it needs to be fixed, thinking you need to feel something else. And therefore it grows unconsciously, which is why no matter how much money you make, you'll still feel unfulfilled or no matter how much money you make, you'll still feel unsafe. A lot of uh, your ego thinks I'll make this amount of money. I'll feel safe. But truth, if you get that money, you'll still live in fear because you're going to live in fear that you're going to lose it. Right. Right. You're still hooked by that external circumstance. And so this is what I decided to sit down and look at the sides of me that were coming up instead of taking action from that place. But I'm happy to now, answer any questions that come up. No, I, I love, I love the idea because I think that, how do I want to say this? I don't think we're taught. Um, unless we get it from our families or, you know, some outside system, I don't think people are really taught how to work with emotions. And I think as a result, we end up stuffing things down and then we have this built in achievement oriented system. So it's like, you know, I think I've even heard messages about, you know, you know, don't worry about your feelings, right? Get it, you know, do what you got to do, push your feelings aside, like get in the game. You know what I mean? Like feelings are for suckers. Like all of those, those are like messages that we've heard. So either they get ignored or people that do have them and access them still don't know what to do with them. So I'm really curious, you know, in, in your methodology as an emotional fitness coach, which is super cool, when they come up, They're coming up, obviously, and I totally believe this. This is why I love mindfulness and I tell my clients the same thing, but I'm curious in your methodology and how you work with them, when they come up, what do you do? What are the, maybe the questions that you're asking to the emotions? How are you processing and working it through? Sure, sure. And and it's so true what you're saying, because, you know, we, we aren't taught what to do with the emotions, but they all come from a positive place. They all come from a, 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 a loving intention, right? But we're shifting our level of consciousness now where we're starting to realize, okay, feeling uncomfortable is not a bad thing because we were unconsciously taught when some, when we felt bad, even now someone tries to make you feel better and you think the object is to feel better. But when you feel better and you do it as a way to avoid the uncomfortable emotion, that's when it becomes uh, right. damaging to and then your, your partner your, your and everything's supposed to make you feel better yes right and then you just attach to all these different circumstances all these different results as long as my life matches the way my ego thinks it should exactly. be then i can give myself permission to finally feel what i want to feel exactly right um, but to work through the to work through the steps of of what comes up uh i'll, I'll wrap it up in, in a bit of an analogy um so first of all if you were to imagine you're in a park and a five-year-old was to come up to you, let's say it's an intern, let's say it's a, um, a five-year-old who doesn't know where their parents are and you can see there's love in their eyes, but they're also very scared. Uh, if that five-year-old comes up to you for, for safety and for comfort, would you say, go away until you feel better? Right. Would you say it's wrong? You're feeling this way. It's wrong. You're feeling scared. You need to feel something different. You need to be fixed. Right, of course we wouldn't. Right. Right, people are yeah. thinking, who the hell is this crazy Tyson guy? <laughs> but that's what we do to our internal five-year-olds when they come up 
in the form of fear, in the form of doubt, form of uncertainty. What's actually coming up is your internal five-year-old who has that belief that says, this needs to happen for me to feel enough. This needs to happen for me to feel loved. This needs to happen for me to feel okay and safe. Right. right. So if you've lost your job in this time of, in this time of COVID, or if you're in a circumstance um, that, you know, doesn't match the way you think life should be, mm. what comes up in the form of doubt is that five-year-old who has that belief. Right. So instead of letting the five-year-old run the show, what I decided to do was sit down and meditate and actually allow that five-year-old to come up so that five-year-old can be seen. So that five-year-old can be heard. So that five-year-old can be understood. So that five-year-old can be loved. And what I found was no fear can continue to exist in a space where it's actually seen. Yes, that's true. But, but all that's fear true. will continue in a space where you don't want it to be there. Right. So this is the, the sort of process that I work through. And one is to just be aware of the emotion that's coming up. Right? Just be aware. Just put a, put a label on it if you want, but say what's coming up is, is fear, is doubt, uncertainty, restlessness, boredom whatever it may be, just, just being aware of what's coming up right now, just breathing with it and just recognizing what's coming up. And that's like mindfulness, like one-on-one, like being that's mindful awareness and mindful noticing and being able to, I think too, when you, when it comes up, you're able to see it and be able to not be as attached to it and yes. be able to take on more the observer or the watcher, which, yeah, you know, it sounds like that's what's happening here. And, and even with inner child work, it sounds very similar to that. Yeah. So what's number um, two? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, cause, cause your audience is sort of, uh, they sort of already know this type of awareness. One thing that I've caught with a lot of people who are already into the mindfulness is that they, they become aware and they're trying to um, apply mindfulness so they don't feel that uncomfortable emotion. Right. And that is like hugging your child so they will leave, right? It's like, that's not really love, is it? It's kind no, of No, you're, like, you're, you're right. It's like, it's like the bypassing of it. And that's what happened. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy. But then I get there. I recognize what I need to do, but I still don't really work on it. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's good to raise that level of awareness. It's like, I'm aware of that I'm feeling fear and I'm willing to work with it. But am I doing it from a place of I don't want it to be there? Exactly. Right. Right. That's that's where that's where this this is a, a key process. Because step number two is to welcome it in. Right. This is another another mindfulness tool. Mm -hmm. Is to welcome it in, is to allow it to be there, right? And to feel it, feel it fully. And here's what I like to do because of that. And a lot of people might have done this as well. And that is to locate in your body where you feel it, whether it be your head, chest, shoulders, stomach, legs whatever it may be and to just feel it fully and then describe in detail what it feels like. Does it feel heavy? Does it feel empty? Does it feel jagged? Does it feel hot? Does it feel like it's pulsating, like it's moving? And you might want to exaggerate the feeling a little bit so that you can pay close attention to it. And then once you sort of, once you sort of do that, you can sort of become that observer right? Like you say, you can become the observer and you can, if you're describing it to me or to yourself, you can recognize that you're not that emotion, exactly, right? Exactly. You're the one observing it. You're the one that's, you're the one that's observing it, one paying attention to it. And that's where step number three comes into, uh, comes into it. And that's just to hold a loving, safe space for it, right? Like I said, the loving, safe space isn't loving it so that it will leave, 
<clears throat> that's key because that's a form of resistance. Mm-hmm. But if you hold a loving safe space for this emotion to be there, it's almost like that five-year-old is sitting on your lap and you're just allowing them to feel how they want to yes. feel unconditionally, unconditionally. And so and when I, you hold really the lo- Yeah, I really love that because it's almost like when you're saying that I'm hearing, you're allowing them to speak and you're allowing those unaccessed places of yourself to speak and give you wisdom and you're welcoming in it. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. A key question is to ask this side of you, um, what's the core message? What's the core message you have? If it's this internal five year coming up in the form of fear, it won't be go out and make a million dollars. It won't be go and get another 10,000 followers on Instagram, right? It, the core message will be I'm scared, right? I need to be seen. Yeah. Uh, I need to, I need to be loved. Right. Uh, so, some core message like that. And that's really, really key because you're actually able to hold the loving safe space for this side of you to think and feel whatever they they're thinking and feeling. Right. And so holding that loving safe space and imagine that five-year-old sitting on your lap. And the reason why this is powerful is because you realize you don't have to do anything with it. A lot of people are like, what do I do? I'm like, don't do anything. You don't have to do anything with it. When you sit and meditate and you just allow it to be there in complete surrender, first of all, you can actually feel any emotion because the physical sensations aren't actually that bad when you drop all resistance and you drop all judgment. So you can feel this feeling for as long as you need to. But what you can also recognize is you can feel this and you don't have to do anything with it and it will move on in its own time. Right. Call this your unconscious mind, call it, uh, you know, divine consciousness, call it God, whatever you want to call it, but it'll move on when it's meant to move on. What I found is that uh, if you truly do hold it an emotion for, uh, for with, with complete surrender, it'll generally move on within 90 seconds. But if it's 90 seconds, three minutes, 30 minutes, three days, who cares? The time frame doesn't matter. The, 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 the space that you're holding is a loving safe space for you to just feel however you want to feel for as long as you need to feel it. And you can do it from a place of love. I remember when I was doing it, I was doing this and it was earlier on in, in my meditation journey, but I was meditating for two hours and I just felt sadness the whole time. Sadness about past relationships. And I was, I was like crying. Yeah. Everything comes sadness up. <laughs> and, and, it's coming up because it's meant to come up. It's yes. what's coming up is, is meant to be seen. It's trying to be seen. But what I also felt while I was sad was also a lot of, a lot of peace because I was not in resistance to the sadness. I was feeling sad, but also feeling peace of the fact I was feeling sad because I dropped all resistance and you can do the same thing with any uncomfortable emotion. And um, you can, you can start to really develop a different relationship with those sides of you. I, I, I really, I really resonate with that. And then one of the things that I've, I've noticed for myself and I see it in my clients as well is when they start this practice of noticing it, becoming aware and sitting with it and allowing it to be, I feel like emotions are guides or like teachers or like there's something nestled in that beauty that we're supposed to learn. And as you're saying, um, it's coming up to be, to be dealt with and not hidden. But when we start doing this work, it does pass, but I feel like we're also, we become more empowered. Um, we become more empowered. And so many people talk about this self-love journey. You know, we think that self-love and self-care is like going, getting massages, which I'm all for massages. You guys, I get my own, but 
part of this learning about yourself and loving yourself is allowing these things to come up for you, processing them and being like, hell yeah, I rock that. Like, you know what I mean? When I'm like, oh, I saw it. I came up, I felt shame about it. Oh, and now I've worked through it. There are period, there are parts of yourself that start coming together and your own internal empowerment increases. I don't know if you felt that way, but like, I've seen that and my clients have felt that and that's, that is priceless. Yeah, totally. And that's one, that's basically step four is to (laughs) receive, receive, receive the gifts that uh, that's Mm -hmm. here. When, when you hold the loving safe space for this side of you and it starts to leave, starts to transcend, you're starting to melt away a side of you. Uh, It is uncomfortable because it's almost like you're, you're breaking away an egoic pattern that was keeping you safe for a long time, right? It was keeping you safe. It was keeping you uh, significant at times. Comfortable, Um, totally comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so receiving the gifts of that, it it will come in the form of insight, come in the form of peace, come in the form of uh, your heart's guidance. Your heart will now have some space to guide you in the direction that you're meant to go. Um, You'll just get heightened levels of creativity. And this is what I I started pouring into um, my Facebook group and my online community is just like, this, this love, this extra level of joy, extra level of creativity, extra level of uh, inspiration. And people could feel it. They could feel the shift in me. And they, I was getting messages all the time of just people being like, what the hell happened to you? Like, what did you do? And, uh, and it was funny. I'm like, what I, what I did was stop doing, <laughs> you know, it was, it was basically practicing um, what Lao Tzu calls non-action. And it was, right. it was just sitting down and, and being with it. And that was the, the heightened levels of, of consciousness started pouring through me where that was, that was the gift. The gifts just kept coming. Now, you know, I know people are listening or are wondering how did that translate into a revival with your business? Like how did these moments, these six hour set, the six hour session that has turned into now daily, I think it sounds like two hour meditation sessions. How does that affect your business? Well, here's the thing. We all, the vast majority of people wake up and they're overwhelmed from the get-go because they look at their to-do list and they're like, I need to do this, 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 and this, and all those different things. When I, when I meditate for an hour in the morning and then like an hour again in the day, or even if I do two hours in the morning, I realize I don't have to do any of that. I really don't have to do any of that. And all of that's a story. Every, every should is a story. And you start becoming aware of those stories. And so I'm not following what my ego thinks should happen. But now when I'm in, when I'm, when I'm starting off my day through a meditation, I just listen to my heart and know, and notice what feels aligned, what feels expansive. Sometimes that may be go an extra hour on, on to meditate. Sometimes that may be reach out to this person, do this video that's vulnerable, uh, release this content that, you know, that, that would just, you know, shift the way people view themselves or whatever it may be. I do a lot of zoom calls. I do a lot of, a lot of coaching. I have the community come together with a lot of events. Um, cause that feels expansive for me. That feels like this is what I'm here to do. And I can, I can, I can, I can take action from a very different guided place rather than what my ego thinks should happen. It's now like, this is what this divine energy's leading me towards and that is a completely different shift not only am i getting heightened levels of peace and creativity and love 
but I'm tapping into, you know, what people might call source energy because I'm being, I'm being my true self. And that's, I, I'm a firm believer in you can, you can build a successful business as a byproduct of that, as a byproduct of that shift, as a byproduct of coming from that energy, especially now the heightened levels of consciousness, of the planet are rising. Uh, I believe we can build our businesses in alignment with that height levels of consciousness. And I think that's the, the new success. The new success is not how much you work and, and what strategies you use. What now is accounting for people's success is to love the side of them that can fail. If you want to get, want to get money, you have to love the side of you that can be broke. If you, are, if you want to have a bigger following, you have to love the side of you that can be judged. And I think we can't really get past that. It's now getting to the point where we have to look at those sides of us if if we want to live the quality of life we want and also contribute the ways we want to. That, that really sounds like wholeness, right? That really sounds like being able to, I mean, that sounds like self-love. That sounds like wholeness. That sounds like freedom to, to be ourselves, freedom to live the lives that we want to live. And I know in the business world, especially online business, that takes some bravery, I think, and some courage to be able to live, I feel like from the inside out, um, in, in the world where we have, dare I say, formulas for how to, how, to meet, how to meet that 10K month. We have formulas and funnels, right? And so, you know, I'm just really curious to any, any more thoughts that you have around um, just walking, into, walking and being in that space because so many people are afraid that if they don't do it the right way, again, you know, vibrating at that achiever level still or or what they know has worked, right? Yeah. Like seeing that model there. Yeah. Well, I could talk about this. How much time do you have? I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> um, but what's now more important is to ask yourself the question of what energy are you coming from? What energy are you coming from? Because if I'm going to sign up for a course or a coach so they can give me the, the seven to 10 step formula to getting a 10K month, I might be doing that from safety. I might be doing that from, because I want security that my steps forward are going to be secure and they're going to lead me to this result. But if you're coming from safety and security, it's really not the energy of your expansion. And you can feel that because you can feel this. If you sign up for that course, recognize it, does it feel expansive or does it feel contracting? That's right. the real key question because if it feels expansive then go with it. If it feels like your heart's pull, your heart's calling, uh, go for it. Cause it might be some lessons in there that, that will, will be past your comfort zone or, or, or in your expansion. But if you're signing up for that course, so you can achieve from a place of security and a place of comfort, a place of safety, you can feel in your heart when you meditate, it feels contracting because you're trying to, you're trying to move forward and succeed in a secure way. And your heart will never lead you to something that's secure because your heart is pulling you towards something that your mind can't see, right? Your heart's being led right, by, right. by a bigger energy than what your mind can see and what your mind can make sense of. So when your heart is pulling you to say, take this leap and, and contact this person or do this. And you're like, why the hell would I do that? I'm not going to get anything from that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, receive straight away. It doesn't, it's not going to lead to anything but you have to trust that heart's calling because you're being pulled by an energy and a guidance that's so much bigger than your mind and your mind's trying to figure it out. It's like, a, it's like someone in kindergarten trying to figure out calculus. Right. 
right? And that's what we're doing. We're, we're the kindergarten trying to figure out calculus when we're like, oh, what's this going to lead to? How's this going to help me get this? How's this going to help me here? You know, what is this going to lead to? And what am I going to get? That's the kindergarten trying to figure out calculus. It really, it, your, your, your heart's just so much bigger. And so the more you follow that, the more you're going to receive those, those gifts and that, that internal guidance that you're after. I love that. I think it's so true. I think it's scary. I think it can be, I think, I think it can be scary, but a lot of what we need, a lot of what really grows us makes us uncomfortable. Um, but you know, I remember some of the best advice that I got from a coach when I began just my, you know, my business process and they were like, well, did you come to create another job or did you come to do business your way? And so that always, that question, it was like, well, how do, how do I want to do business or how do I want to um, interact with my clients? What do I want my day to look like? You know, because those other systems, they work with, they work for some people. And I really feel like it's about finding out what works for you. And I mean, obviously I'm, I'm like a live from soul, live from heart person, like mindfulness from your heart and soul, not from just your head. Um, I think that it's really, really important, but at the end of the day to find what works for you. And I feel like almost having like the courage to, to follow it for a while. Right. Like, you know, like, did it, did it hit out the gate? Like, did it, like every idea that you got out of meditation, did it immediately like make you millions or like, was it a process of like trusting that, trusting that voice or trusting that download continue walking the path like that's what it's been for me it's been like trusting it keep going doesn't make sense now every every idea i had made me 10 million uh it was pretty clear (laughs) no not at all because you're being you're being led here's where most people can't really understand this is where it gets a little bit scary if Mm -hmm. you're willing to go down the scary path uh i'm willing to go down it with you but here's what the universe is basically trying to teach you. This is the deep lesson that I, that I, so many spiritual teachers will, will teach you and so many that they'll just pass this on the universe, whatever you want, the universe is trying to teach you that you're fine without it. Right. The universe is trying to show you how big you are and you are so much bigger than anything you can achieve. Now, yeah. what needs to happen in order for you to get that lesson? You need to lose that thing. So as soon as you get on this journey, as soon as you get on this journey and follow your heart, you will generally lose the very thing that you want. Now, this is scary. And most people are going to stop this gonna podcast be, right gonna, now. They're going to stop listening gonna, right now, Tyson. Yeah, right now. But, but they're, not, they're not my people. They're not my people. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the people who are willing to go down this path are the ones like me where when I took this leap, when I, when I started this coaching business, when I started contributing to the world and following my heart, I said, I'm willing to lose everything. I'm willing to lose all my money, willing to lose, you know, move back in with my parents, whatever it may be, um, just so that I can find out who I really am. And that's what this journey is about. It's finding out who you really are. Because once you realize you can be just as fulfilled and you are just as fulfilled and just as much soul spirit with or without that external thing, that's when everything comes in abundance, just effortlessly. That's when you tap into something that is so much greater than what you can achieve. And therefore you can contribute to the world, something special, right? Right. Something so unique, something that's so your divine genius. 
that that is that is the key to why you're here. And so that's what I would warn people is that I'll give you an example of this client of mine. I know we're running out of time, so I'll wrap it up quickly, okay. but here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I had a client who, uh, he was, you know, doing very well on Instagram. He's made over a million dollars on Instagram. He's got all these followers and he, he signed up for me as a coach because he's like, man, my heart's pulling me to something. My heart's pulling me to something and it's not this anymore. And I explained to him, here's the thing. I have two rules. I have one, be willing to feel all emotions. And two, if you have a heart's guidance, you have to take that leap. You have to take that leap. No matter what your heart says, if your heart says run for presidency, you have to do it, <laughs> you know? And so, and he, he jumped in wholeheartedly when he, uh, when he was with me signing up, his business was, was, going downhill because it wasn't really his excitement anymore, but then he was slammed with like a, a 360 grand tax bill that he had no clue about. Yikes. And, and I, I told him, I'm like, go on this spiritual journey with me, follow your heart, do this internal work and see what happens. So he started doing that. He started being okay with everything. And what happened was as soon, the moment he separated himself from that tax bill, that he didn't know how he was going to pay. And he said, you know what? I'm just going to let the universe deal with that and delegate that to the universe. He literally got a phone call saying he doesn't have to pay it anymore. There was a mistake. He doesn't have to pay it. And he was, he was dealing with this for, for months, for like six, seven months. He didn't, so that went away. Did some more internal work. They called him again. They say they owe him 90 grand. Oh my, yes. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere. So you can see the loss. You can see the gain. He's learning these spiritual lessons that he is not his money. Yes. And this is what happened next. I said, continue this journey. I'm like, what's, the, what's, the, what's your heart leading to? He's like, I want to sell my house, sell my Bentley, give that money to my family and tra travel as a nomad, digital nomad. He started putting up his house for sale, all those different things. And he's like, you know what? I want to go to um, Mexico. I want to party there completely sober that feels expansive um i want to i want to party there and then i want to um you know i want to go there and it feels it just feels expansive while he was over there on his expansive journey he breaks his leg oh no literally breaks his leg <laughs> gets gets flown back to uh gets flown back to the u.s where he's like how the hell did this happen this is my expansion i'm like this is all happening for a reason trust me it's mm -hmm. all happening for a reason and he recognized that he actually had a shift that said, while I'm in this cast, I'm more free than when I wasn't because what he realized is he's not his body. He is not his uh, mobility, right? He said, he, he, he gained some freedom and saying what I look like is not what I am either. It's what I feel like internally because he broke his leg. He went to a certain gym where someone, I'm oh, sorry, it wasn't Mexico. It was Brazil. It was, he went to Brazil and he met, uh, a Brazilian person there, Brazilian girl, they shared bond over that story. She felt so bad that it happened in her country that she started looking after him. They fell in love. Oh, I love it. Literally, literally met the love of his life because of all the, all this happened. This is the journey when you follow yeah. your heart. This is the crazy stuff that happens when you follow your heart. You won't know divine why. Divine alignment. It's right? You won't like know why. Alignment. Yeah. yeah that's, it, it's it'll so all beautiful. be in your expansion. It's that's so that's such a good story. And 
the, re the reality is, is that it's available to all of us when we decide, when we make that decision to follow our heart and listen to soul and do that work. And you're, and, and what I was thinking about too, is that it, it, that lesson about whatever it is that you're seeking, you have to be able to give that up. That's like in every spiritual tradition. It's an, it's, it's a spiritual truth. The, whether you want to call it non-attachment, whether you want to call it surrender, whether you want to call it knocking down idols, you know, what, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's there across the board for all of us to learn and grow. And then I feel like when we do that surrender, non-attachment, allow our heart to leave, we, we see that there was so much more there for us. Like, and that God, source, universe, whatever you call it, has got us. Like, it's so, it's so beautiful. Like, I love it. Like, it was like, he would never, well, I mean, I don't know. We'll never know because it's almost, I always say it's like, follow your adventure books. I don't know if you guys have those in Australia, but. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I love, I, I think of, that's how my mind works. So I think of it like that, but like, he might've ended up meeting her, right? But like, maybe it's 10 years later or something because that choice didn't lead to this choice, but we're, we're God or, you know, source creators involved. Wow, when we listen and we just trust that path, it just lines things up for us and look at all the, I mean, the, I'm just, I love that story. It's beautiful. Yeah. Here's the, here's the question. This is what will create a huge shift within people. When you're, when you're talking right now about that trust, when you're talking about, man, I just feel that trust and I feel a deep knowing that I'm being looked after. Yeah. How safe do you feel? You get, yeah, you get exactly what you wanted from the beginning. Yeah. You feel so safe. Now you don't need that external thing. Right. To feel safe. You don't need the money to feel safe because you have the knowing that you feel that deep knowing allows you to feel safe. And that's when you start meeting that level of safety in a completely different way, in a way that's expansive, not contracting. Right. When you feel hooked by money and you think you need that to be safe, notice in your heart how contracting that feels. But if you have this deep knowing that even if I lose the money, even if I go on this spiritual journey and everything was to fall apart, and I still feel like I'm being looked after. I still feel safe. I still feel like who I am as a spirit and as a soul is so much more than that. Notice how you meet your need for safety, but it also feels expansive where you gain access to all of the gifts as well. Yeah. That's the big shift. Yeah. That's like the, you know, it's like the inside out upside down. Um, that is like, it's the irony, the irony that the very thing that you're searching for, the very thing that you think that you need the very thing that you're compromising yourself for is actually on the other side of releasing that need yeah. and stepping fully into who you are, all parts, the parts that you think are ugly and hidden. That's like stepping into them, letting them come up and then trusting God, creator, universe, that it's all here for you. Like that's, you know, it's all here for you. That's so beautiful. Okay. So Tyson, tell people how to find you, um, how to work with you. I know people are going to be dying to do some emotional fitness. Yeah, definitely. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can obviously just search awaken your business as in the search, you'll find, you'll find the awaken your business podcast. That's me where we dive in deep into this stuff. And we, we link that ancient wisdom and Eastern philosophies with modern day business. Um, and that's where I like to couple both of them. Uh, if you're interested in joining the community, the community is Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. Uh, you can find that as a Facebook group. And that's an, that's an awesome, awesome uh, 
it's a group where we're basically it's over a thousand members now where it's heart center business owners who are doing this work and also collaborating with one another. And, um, and so that's really cool. So they're generally the two places where people find me, but you can always jump onto tysoncoaching.com if you want to see more about me, more about my story, more about, uh, you know, links of where you can find me and, um, and yeah, we can go from there. Well, thank you so much. Definitely all the links that you mentioned, they will be in the show notes. So definitely check those out. But I want to thank you personally so much for coming onto the show, sharing this wisdom with all of the listeners, because it was truly expansive. Like it was truly an expansive conversation. Um, And again, thank you so much, everyone for listening. Um, This has been a great episode where you really did learn how to live mindfulness in your heart and soul to have you prosper, not just in your life, but in your business. So see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful Flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Sydney. Be sure to check out my latest free self-love ideas ebook on my website. And for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me today. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.